Hello and welcome along to episode four of Women's Tennis Talk with me, Sue Thurl, and you... Sophie M, yeah? Sophie, hello. We've just been working together on Charleston, haven't we? The start of the clay court season. On the green clay in the US after the sunshine swing, we're already starting to think about the first grand, the second Grand Slam, the first in Europe, of course, coming up at the French Open. Tell me what your thoughts are about Charleston. Well, I mean, it's a total different surface. I mean, even though it's clay and it feels like clay, it looks like clay, except it's not red. Um, it's a little bit faster, so you have to, you know, take a little bit of a, a step back to understand what is this really what's going to happen in the next future uh, as far as the players playing so well on this surface. But, you know, it is clay. It is the movement on clay. It is the sliding, uh, which is important on clay. It's uh, actually one of the most important thing on clay, which some of the players in the past haven't really understood that you have to understand how to play on clay and how to slide on clay. Uh, I think some players like uh, Madison Keys won, obviously, Charleston. Finally, I mean, God forbid, she uh, she was close about two times. The third was the charm. I mean, the first time, you know, was close against uh, Sloan Stevens, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then the second time was last year against Burton's when she loses with a match point and Burton's went on to win the tournament. Yeah. And then finally, God forbid, this year, I mean, what an example of power did she produce in that tournament? I mean, I just finished commentating this uh, today and uh, it's pretty exceptional to see how much power she has and how good it is to feel that she's back into the top players and the top talk of players because of winning this tournament and the fact that she's healthy. And playing so well. Back yeah. with Juan Todero. So the we talked about the coaching carousel, didn't we, previously, but that's a great example of a player who's still searching for the extra magic ingredient. And she's gone around the houses with a lot of different coaches, but maybe... Really encouraging signs for her working with Todero again in Charleston as she looks forward now to a, a clay court season that is full of opportunities for so many players, isn't it? I mean, we talk about the French Open and <laughs> we struggle to narrow it down to 15 or 20 names that you could just toss into a pot and say, yeah, they might win it, but yeah. then they might, or they might, or they might. And the list is genuinely endless. Well, and I think what's going to happen in the next two weeks, three weeks, when they start going on the red clay, when they start playing, you know, in in Lugano, in in Rome, in Madrid. Sorry, it's the other way around, Madrid, Rome, uh, Strasbourg, Nuremberg. You know, leading into the French Open, I think that's going to be telling of you know who is there, who's not there. There's a lot of players who. You know, you would have thought would be on the top of the list, but you know, like the Halep, the Svitolina, and. Um, you know, you're wondering right now. I mean, Svitolina with a knee injury, you're still waiting to see how she's going to, you know, be ready. Is she going to be ready? Um, there's a lot of silent, you know, uh, what I, I say, under-the-radar uh, players. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about Sharapova. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been working really hard. Um, and I actually saw a video today of her working on the... Uh, there's one dune in... Uh, in uh where is it in uh los angeles down in manhattan beach one dune okay think about a dune mm-hmm. in manhattan beach and she's working on that dune and that means going up the dune doing exercise doing sprints doing you know jumps doing this doing that and i'm seeing this woman getting ready for something really big so 
yeah, I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, we can go down the ranking, but going back to Charleston, I think, you know, it's a, a great victory for Madison Keys. I mean, being, you know, Wozniacki in the final, um, a very, very strong first set, very tough to get to the tie break. And uh, uh, in the tie break, she just hit so many winners. I mean, it, it was it was just uh, amazing. Um, the power, the power generated by... Uh, by keys it's it's pretty amazing and when the ratio you know unforced errors versus you know winners is close and if the winners are above those unforced errors you know that she's going to win the match lots of players i think and i maybe you'll agree with me maybe you won't left charleston with an awful lot of reasons to feel positive wasniaki is one of them certainly a statement week from her which says i'm getting back to my best I'm getting back to real match fitness now after the illness and injury issues she has had and Schiavone in her camp as well so that shows a real commitment from a player that's been at the top of the game for years and years and years that to me is a great example of someone who was still saying I still have places to take my game I want to get better and better and better on the clay and who better to ask than Schiavone oh how about like just thinking about it and doing it I mean I mean, you look at the players who are not willing to change their game, who are not ch- changing their technique, who is really needed, who are not willing to hire a coach or hire somebody to help them out. Well, Wozniak is like, you know what? I'm in Miami. I know, you know, Francesca lives in Miami. And when she was in Miami playing in Miami, she says, hey, I think you know a thing or two about Clay. Why don't, you know, would you like to come on board? And and I think it's been working. I think it's helpful. I think that she's going to bring something different, although their games are totally different. But, um, you know, you saw that Bosniaki was sneaking in on some shots that she was hitting towards the, you know, going towards the net. That's something that she's not doing enough on clay. She did it on hard court, but not enough on clay. Uh, I think the usage of the backhand size should be more. For Wozniacki, she has a very decent back and size, and on clay, it's uh, it can pay off, especially if you have a player who has a very heavy top spin and western grip. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I love the fact that they're open minded to you know getting better and getting everything they can on 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 their staff to to win more matches. Why not? Sloane Stevens has struggled a little bit so far this season, but then again, signs from her on the clay in Charleston that things were starting to slot into place again. Yeah, I mean, I think Sloane, you know, losing final, you know, against Keys was was tough because she's, you know, never lost to uh, to Keys, but it, it's it feels good that she's winning, you know, some matches, you know, on the clay and uh, promising to what's coming. I think Sloane, all you know, all around, I think it's a coaching problem. I think right now, I don't understand why she separated from Kamal Murray. We talked about this in the coaching carousel. But Monica podcast. Puig is really happy. Well, somebody is happy about yeah. that. Monica Puig, you know, took, uh, you know, Kamal Murray, and then from that, you know, Juan Todero went to, you know, back to uh, to Keys. So, you know, why not? For the first week they're together with Keys, they win a tournament. I would say stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously something is working and, and really to tell you the truth when uh, you know when uh, Juan Todero came on court today at one point he was they were chatting together and there was this connection and I, I talk often about this the connection that is so important between a player and a coach 
uh, it's one, th- I mean, if they know tennis, obviously. If they don't know tennis, it doesn't matter what connection you have. But for those, you know, I think Juan Todero is one of the best coach out there. Um, and the connection they had, they were smiling and laughing and, and, and exchanging in a way that they understood each other without even talking. And that was grand to me. That That's telling. Uh, I think that's that's an important fact. Moving away from Charleston and just talking more generally about the French, who do you feel is coming in hot over the next two or three weeks or got good reasons to feel really good about their chances at Roland Garros? And, and, and where is Serena at? Where's, where's her body well, physically? You know, you, you talk about Serena and it, it's as exciting to talk about Serena as, as it is painful. And why? Because right now Serena is, is really aiming to, you know, break history by getting that one slam to even out the score with, you know, Margaret Court and eventually win another one to beat Margaret Court's, Margaret Court's um, you know. But you look at what she's doing and, and what she's putting her body through. I mean, first of all, the fact that she fought so much physically uh, from having so much uh, problems, you know, you think about twice she had pulmonary embolism, mm, one yeah. before and one during her pregnancy, what her pregnancy was to deliver the baby and what she went through. I mean, it's it's life and death situation. I think mm. people don't really realize, you know, how important and how crazy this is for a woman to come back from that. But not only that, to come back and play at a level of, you know, be a, an, an athlete in, in a sport that is so demanding. It's mm. amazing. So for me, the fact that she's playing so little tournaments and putting so much pressure on the body, the adrenaline, the demand that you have to put in so little time with so little tournament played, it, it, it is even harder for the body. So I'm not sure it's the way to do it, but, you know, she's... I don't even know what tournament she's next to play. Is she going to play in Rome? Is she going to play in Madrid? Is she going to play a tournament before the French? I don't know. All I know is that her best chance is to win is grass and hard court. Do I want to waste time on, on clay and use my body? And, and No, I think that what she needs right now is to get in better shape. Uh, I think that she could definitely get quicker and faster if she was in better shape. But it's hard. It's so hard. I mean, you know, the the human body goes through so much when you when you have a baby. I I haven't been through that, but I can only imagine. I can tell you it does. <laughs> <laughs> Having done it twice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it does. It definitely does. It changes. There's no question, and things things change, and they are irreversible changes sometimes, and um, you can't always fight. Uh, your body in that way you just have to sometimes do things differently so I, I I understand in that regard but it is fascinating to see and to speculate where she's going to be at you've mentioned Maria Sharapova I just wonder we talked a little bit about Ash Barty Yulia Gerges of course a finalist in Charleston last year bundled out at the first time of asking by Taylor Townsend in Charleston I, where where is she she's someone who could be a threat if she's anywhere near her best uh, oh my goodness, we're doing that thing that we said we were going to do. There are so many players, yeah, aren't there? I Is mean, there anyone you want to pick right now? We have, I have no pick for, for who's going to win the French Open. I have so many people who are, who can be involved in some way, shape, or form. I, I personally don't think Osaka would win. You don't? That's, that's, for me, it's... Mm. And, I agree with you, totally. God forbid, if I am wrong, I am, I'm okay with it. But 
I don't see Osaka winning winning the the French Open. There's a lot going on with her right now, isn't there? With the new Nike endorsement, which was just announced. I mean, two well, grand slams in the last few months, yeah, and change of coach. Yeah. Everything's going on with her, and you just sometimes you need a bit of time for things to bed in. And I wonder if that time is right now. Yeah, I mean, I and I think Clay is not the best surface. Absolutely for her, not, no, without a doubt. Mm. Um, I don't think Simona is going to defend her title. I think Simona is in a bad place right now, uh, mentally. Mm. Um, Why do you think that? Uh, well, just, you know, she doesn't have a Darren Cahill coming to her and say, hey, you know, what is this? And I think that Danielle Dobre, I don't understand, you know, Romanian. I just think that she needs to be shaken up. She needs to be more positive more in her mind and and uh, i think that she's putting a lot too much pressure on her to be perfect there is no such thing in life um and she's going backwards to where she was before darren looked at her and said there's no such thing as perfect mm-hmm. um so mentally i don't know how she's going to turn around you know by french open so i don't see her defending the title She's also so, got some Fed Cup to play between now and then, doesn't true. she? Yeah. So, you know, if we go to Fed Cup, we can mm. talk about this. I mean, it's amazing that they won again against uh, the Czech Republic. I mean, that was played in Czech Republic on their soil. We're able to win that. And, I mean, she did such a great job. I mean, she won both rubbers. But, you know, what really made the difference is also the doubles. You know, the doubles were... Uh, Irina Kamelia Begu and uh, Nikolescu won six four in the third against the Krejcikova and Sinyakova number one player in the in the world, um, and I think the fact that those two Begu and Nikolescu played a tournament in uh, Wahin before and won the title there was definitely helpful. Came with confidence, but to beat the number one player in the world on their own soil in Fed Cup with the crowd against you. That's big. I tip my hat to them. So, yeah, well done. They're in the semifinals, and guess who they're playing? The France. Frenchies. Vive la France. And, uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I'm I'm so shocked that the French decided to play on clay. Such a mistake. You think? Yeah, totally. And I think it's because the players are playing on clay and ready to play, you know, the clay season, so it's difficult. It's in April, it's in two weeks, and 20th of April when all the tournaments, which is, you know... Madrid, Rome, Strasbourg, Nuremberg, and then the French. But it's not a good decision. If you want to win Fed Cup, you have to give the worst possible surface for the team you're playing against. And I really do believe that it's the worst possible surface is definitely not clay. I mean, the only Grand Slam major title then, you know, won by... Alep is on clay. I mean, I'm sorry. I I don't believe it's right. But you know what? Could be wrong. We shall see. We shall see. Um, And then on the other side, well, what a tremendous effort from Australia to beat, you know, the USA. Uh, 3-2 also. I mean, it was was such a tight match and Barty came to the, you know, she she just... Barty came to the party. Came to the party. (laughs) She's been coming to the party often. I mean, she Mm. is like, she's got a party hat going on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she's not taking it off. But, um, yeah, and they would play at home. That's why Ashley flew back and uh, play at home against uh, Belarus, Belarus. And who knows who's going to play in that team? Who knows? Is Azarenka? Is Sabalenka? Are they flying back all the way there? I mean, who knows? But uh, this 
this is very interesting and loving the Fed Cup and where it is right now. So looking further ahead then, we've got so much to look forward to in the clay court season. We haven't even talked about Petra Kvitova, who's got a lot of points to defend coming up over the course of the next few weeks. Well, there's a lot of people who have a lot of points to defend with, you know, Sabalenka, you know, in the final of Lugano and uh, Mertens, or Mertens also mm-hmm. in the final of Lugano. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that there are, there are contenders, there are outsiders, and, you know, I mean, look at What's going on with Sevastova? What's going on with Sevastova? She's not winning a match. No. And she has been such an influence on the women's tour. Uh, played great on clay, on hard court. You know, I mean, last year, you know, at, at the U.S. Open, mm. she was, like, absolutely amazing. I don't know where she is right now, but, you know, her mind is not there. I mean, I, I saw her play it, and I did commentate that match yeah. in Dubai with Shea Suey. Inexistent. Like, you would feel feel like she's just a shell of herself. Um, not sure what's going on with that, but uh, she could be devastating on clay if she was to find a mojo again, I guess. Um, then you have the Kiki Bertens, Bertens yes. who's been semi-finalist in the French, so she knows a f- few things about clay. She got bundled out of Charleston by Maria Sakari, didn't she? Yeah, did which was that? surprising to me. Mm. Very surprising. Um... Not sure what to make of that because you know, I feel like Sakari was coming from no wins and in the beginning of two thousand nineteen, and all of a sudden she like picks it up right there on clay. Played great tennis, uh, but still, it's like it was a shock for me to see, you know, Bertens just not able to compete at the but level. I guess sometimes it, you will speak to this as a former player. You must have experienced it yourself, maybe. But sometimes those days just happen, though, don't they? Well, I didn't win any titles on WTA Tour, so I, uh, I can't. But you know really, what I, mean? I can't really relate that <laughs> but you, much. But, but you know what I mean. You're on a surface no, where I mean, you think I should win this. There's absolutely no reason for me not to, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. It, I don't know. You know, you go, you go to up and downs constantly. It's to find out how to get back. You know, on track. Mm. Um, but I know Kiki Burton's can play on on every surfaces. You know, clay, grass, hard. So. She proved that, um, you know, along last year. So let's see what happens if she's able to kind of like regroup and and get some more results on clay. But, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to see Ashley Barty on on clay, and see what she's able to do with that size backhand and sliding and, and then there is the uh, the Joker, Serena Williams. I mean, she's a Joker. I mean, what else can you call her? Um, she can in win. the nicest possible way. Yeah. Oh no, no. It's yeah. uh, you know uh, to me a joker is a good card. I mean you want yeah, to have yeah, a joker yeah. in your yeah, in yeah, your yeah. game. Um, no, it is a very nice possible way. And I mean she just don't know what's what you're going to get. Don't know. I mean, and last year she had to withdraw, you know, and walk over of Sharapova of, against Sharapova. So who knows? I mean, I, I'm I'm really curious. I'm. It's so exciting. It's exciting because you don't know. And that's that is to me it's phenomenal. I, I, you know, in two thousand fifteen, I think it was when when Serena was winning everything, hmm. and it was like you know seventy percent of the tournament was won by Serena Williams, and then you had the Djokovic effect when Djokovic was winning everything, and I'm like, okay, what, or the the what they called the big four. I'm like, what's the point? If you're gonna know before the start of the tournament that it's gonna be like this same person winning the tournament. To me, it means that there's no depth in either side. 
And that means that the rest of the field, like in my era, when the Martina and the Chris Everett, and that was it. I mean, they were through to the semifinals before they had any competition. How did you deal with that in your era? I, your... I never even thought about it. You know, for us, when, when I was playing against a top player, it was so big that we, it almost felt like we were in, on a different circuit. Unfortunately, so you, mentally. You played Chrissy Everett, didn't you, in a, in the Australian Open quarterfinals? Get my ass kicked. <laughs> Excuse my French. So uh, I can say that, right? You so you just have it's fine. Um, how did you approach that match? Did you what went through your mind? Did you did you really believe in your heart of hearts you could win it? Well, first of all, I I went through qualifiers, so I I had two round of qualification rounds, and then I don't know four, whatever four or five rounds to get to. I couldn't even move. I was like so tired. I had like straps everywhere. My 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 thighs were hurting. My everything was hurting. Um, and then you walk and, out to the, and the biggest seven. No, but you know the biggest mistake I made is I went to look at what because I never I played people who beat seated players. Mm. So I played on the outside court. I never played on center court until I got to quarters. Yeah. And the biggest mistake I made is I went to look at it because. I knew that I had to look at what it looked like. And then I went on the state, you know, where people sit down, mm-hmm. like the fans. I never went on the court until the next day. I went on the court and it looked like actually there was like a mount. The slope. Court, the uh, slope. It was so weird. And I was so shocked. And, it, uh, you know, when you, you're saying you're going up to the net, well, you were really going up to the net because you had to go up a hill almost to get to the net. And it was so weird. You couldn't even see the baseline. It was so strange. It was on grass. So, And that was my mistake to not go on the court to really feel what it felt. And, uh, you know, I was by that time I was exhausted. And she, she really taught me a lesson. <laughs> Happy memories, though, hey? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, well, we can't wait for the clay season to really hit full swing over the course of the next few weeks. We're going to have a chat, aren't we, over the course of the next few weeks about the build-up to the French Open when we've got a little more in the way of clues about Madrid and Rome and the events in betwixt and between. Um, but until then, we're going to go have some more fragua, right? Yeah, why not? A little bit of um, uh, vino. wine. Yeah, why not? Lover. Hey. Hey. It is always good to see you. Thank you so much, Sophie. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking for you guys as well. Thank you so much for listening. From me, Sue Thurl, and from you, Sophie Amia. We say good night, goodbye, au revoir. Au revoir, à bientôt.